is young. Really quick, do that. And is the that land yeah, is that's better. Cool. Okay. Perfect. And the ocean is, is the, the only light we see. <laughs> welcome to Once Removed, everybody. That was the intro. Welcome to Once. Welcome to Once Removed. We kill intros. We're so good at intros. It's not even funny. I decided to come to the podcast today looking like a sack of shit in in honor, in honor. Of, mm-hmm. of the theme. I'm uh, I'm command. I'm not commandoing it. I'm reverse commandoing it, Connor. Oh, you're just Basically undies. Just, just I'm just in the undies today. Just the undies. Didn't do my hair. Didn't shower yet. Just decided to embrace the the quarantine the vibe. You know. Yeah. That's that's yeah. what it is. That's the quarantine vibe. And speaking well, of quite. quarantine. <laughs> Speaking, Speaking of, of the worst thing that has ever happened to anyone alive right now, we'll, we'll, that's oh. debatable. But we'll <laughs> first world problems, Connor. First, first world, world problems. World first problems. world. You know what? Ignore no, that. I but said it is that. a problem. It, it is a problem. Uh, yeah, I think. Hey, no, it's it pretty bad for for a lot of people. Bo Burnham. <laughs> what a man! What a gentleman, what a guy. Connor. Yeah. How'd you how'd you find this dude? Because uh, I want to uh, let's take people back. Yeah. To how we were exposed to him. Why are we so obsessed with this uh, special? Yes. Why is everybody so into it? So, okay. Uh, hopefully you are too if you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So real quick, we're going to talk about Bo Burnham and Bo Burnham's Inside, which if you don't know, he uh, came out in 2021 and he alone created this hour and a half special that really became like an anthem for a lot of people. I think... Me included. I don't know how much about Vince, but very much No, me. definitely. And, I agree. Uh, anthem isn't even the word. It's just like, we'll talk a about it. A defining piece. A defining piece, for sure. The era. Yeah. And uh, so I have been a Bo Burnham fan for years, since 2012, 13. Like, first albums, like first stand-up specials. Man, I was, I was really listening. I know. I was really listening to him. And if you don't know the history of Bo Burnham, so Bo Burnham was one of the first YouTube stars. He would post his, um, like, short, silly songs on YouTube when he was, like, 15 years old. And um, they blew up. And he just became big and started creating more. And his humor has really evolved from, like, it's hard to describe. He's silly, but also, like, very introspective. It's an interesting, like, mix of, mm. And with him being a musician and a singer, and that's kind of his thing. He blends it so well, and I was just really into that being someone in musical theater. So I was always trying to get my friends to listen to Bo Burnham, always doing it. And then, yeah, he fell off. He didn't fall off. Well, he quit. He didn't fall. He didn't yeah, fall he, off. Yeah, he quit. He, uh, he fell off, like, the radar. Like, yeah. I loved him. He, I was like, I watched the movie The Big Sick because he was in it. I would watch things... I know he's in it or I know whatever. And then I remember the day that that trailer came out for Inside and his beard, yeah. he looked, I didn't know it was him. It was crazy because yeah. he's always been this clean cut, like white dude. And then Jesus Bo is weird. Well, you for some context on this too, yeah, that was definitely like startling. I think something that's epic about Inside is even just the way it was promoted was super yeah. cool. And I, you exposed me to Bo Burnham 
probably in 2016, right before Make Happy came out, which was his last stand-up special. And so I was like, oh, this guy's cool. And then he just didn't release another one. And, you know, then it was sort of around the buzz in interviews and stuff. Oh, he had a panic attack. He's been having panic attacks. He has, you know, depression, these other issues. And so he's not doing tours anymore. He's not doing shows. Yeah. But then, you know, he'd make an appearance like The Big Sick or he directed Eighth Grade. Yes. Which I have to admit, I still have not seen. Me neither. That's still on my docket. That's the one. But we know it's going to be good, but... I, I just haven't gotten around to it. It's one of those that's perpetually to be watched. But anyway, yeah. So I think I was, you know, in the beginning of the pandemic, and I actually re got into Bo Burnham. It just just out of you know I was bored, and who can I listen to? Oh yeah, he's cool. And then around that time, that's when the trailer dropped, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. what a great time to get back into this guy because look what he's got coming. Yeah. Look at that beard. What's this going to be? It was really mm-hmm. intriguing. Here's another stand-up special, and then that thing, then that, then the special drops, and it really ties into that whole theme of you know people wanting some hope, wanting a piece of art that kind of gives them catharsis about what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think this movie, because it really is, well, we can talk about later whether it really is a movie or not. Yeah, um, that this one captures it pretty darn well. Yeah, especially, and you look at his like his place where he was before inside was not great. Obviously he's having panic attacks. He's depressed. And it's, it's one of those weird things that if you listen to his specials, I, you, you know, he's depressed, you Mm. know, he struggles with this. He's, he's not hiding it, but he's masking it. And it's, or he, it's, his humor is very dark. It's, it's like undescribable what he's doing, where he's such serious subjects that he, will like lighten kind of and just take yeah. things he's really struggling with and make it funny and make it genuinely funny. Like you can see his depression. He talks about it at the end of every special. It's kind of a tradition that he will have something that's a little more serious yeah. or a, a epic. And uh, the big one is... Um, What's the Kanye rant? The Kanye or? rant. What's it, what's it called? Is that the actual name of the song? Yeah, I think it's called The Rant or Kanye Rant, and it's... Um, oh, Can't Handle This right can't now. Handle that's this. what it is. Can't Handle and This. That's, yeah. that's the last one he did before he mm-hmm. stepped away from doing stand-up and, that and literally song, saying on stage, I cannot handle this right mm-hmm. now. And he's like, oh, I have these problems. Because the joke is like, he's ranting about first world problems, Chipotle bowls. Mm-hmm. Pringle cans are too small. It's so funny. And then he's like, no. And then he's like, no, my biggest problem is you. I can't handle yeah. this. You, 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 and you're, you're like, as an audience member, you're like, dude, you okay? And then he keeps singing. He keeps going. Like, he, he has this moment of, like, you see Bo. That's Bo. Not Bo Burnham. There's Robert Burnham. Like, that's really yeah. him. And then he breaks out and he, j- and he finishes strong. It's, it's, Honestly, remarkable. It was remarkable when he made it. And then Inside mm. is the absolute... Every song is like yeah. that. And I think... Right. In my... So we're going to talk about each of the songs. We're going to very quickly... We'll do like a tier list. We'll talk about each song, what it meant, a little bit, S, A, B, your classic tier list. It pretty much ends at B. I it don't think, I don't I don't think, think it really goes any go below. Under. Yeah, he, maybe like... I don't know. I, I really can't. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. So, um, yeah. 
Uh, I feel like my theory, and Bo, if you're listening, you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> where yeah sure. I think my theory about the special about, about Insight is that he started it and tried to make it a traditional special. He was trying to do. He wasn't trying to do what he ended up doing, because the opening song is like kind of a traditional Bo song. It's funny. It's quirky, and then it has a serious moment, and then it's funny and quirky again. And then a couple mm. songs are like that, where it's like, oh, this is classic Bo. And then he hits a point where you're like, dude, you okay? Dude, you okay? And then it hits like all eyes on me, and you're like, no, he's not. Yeah. No, he's not. Well, that's what's interesting. That's my favorite thing about the narrative of the special. And this is where it starts to get into, is this a movie or not? Yeah. Rather than just some sort of musical special, is because it does have an actual arc for its only character, who is Bo Burnham. Mm-hmm. Um it does sort of lead you to think, okay, how much of this is planned out from the beginning? Because at a certain point, you have to imagine him going along and going, okay, I'm going to progressively deteriorate through this. At a certain point, there had to be a conscious act, a conscious decision for him to go, I need to portray my mental decline in this uh, this special. Mm -hmm. But you can also tell by the way these things were shot he did shoot the earlier stuff first, and he did shoot the later stuff later. Yeah. So then you're asking, like you suggested, oh my gosh, is this just natural? Is this just mm-hmm. how it happened? And that's something that I'm really fascinated by watching it and re-watching it now multiple times. Did, what, what is fake and what is real? And what is, what is just a representation of a real thing that's happening, but he's just making it fake? Because, you know, these yeah. songs aren't necessarily even that raw because he has to do multiple takes of the same song and you're you're recreating a feeling that you might have genuinely had outside of that context but you're trying to re represent it to everyone Mm -hmm. which is which is weird it's a super odd thing and it ends up feeling like this weird mix between oh that's a definitely raw real emotion and also it's performative and it's Mm -hmm. theatrical yeah but it still feels genuine Yes. I remember when it came out, I was like, either Bo Burnham is the best actor on the planet, or he really just was filming himself, like having these moments. And there are times, like, when you look at a song like Welcome to the Internet, it's so produced, and his acting is so, like, I don't think he's trying to do something, he's trying to be a character. And I think even, I don't think he has a beard yet for that. I think he filmed that earlier. Yeah, or he's just starting to. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, yeah. It's hard to tell. And then, no, it's not hard to tell whether he has it's a beard not or not. I don't think he does. I think you're right. I'm just, yeah, I, I'm just I, saying. Something. I can't remember if he has a beard for it. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't I think can't he does. Um, Here, I'll look it up while you're talking. Yeah, and uh, there are moments, other moments in other songs that, especially in the outtakes, which they're outtakes, but where you can tell he's he's messing up, but it's so raw. You're like, did he mean to mess up? Because it's perfect yeah. that he messed up like that. Like it just works. Like, um, what's an example? I'm trying to think outside of the outtakes because the outtakes kind of don't count. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think. So, in you a know, little, um, uh, all eyes on me, I feel like he has moments of, oh, like when he laughs. Yeah. Like, there's just, is that real? Is that, is that real, real or is that not real? Did he real? plan to do yeah. that? Did he? It, it's such a or even it, the moment of yeah. him crying before that song begins. Yeah. is like a really good one where he's like slumped over crying. Is that is he is acting? Real? Yeah. Is it real? And I, th- I, I mean, mm, 
I, I think know. that what that makes the piece so like uneasy. He's trying to make you uneasy. He's trying to make you feel alone, and he succeeds because like. Obviously, the songs are amazing, but what really shines through and what makes the movie what it is is yeah. the bits in between the songs. And that's oh, where he like yeah. just set up a camera and like filmed himself. And the one where he's like, I've been in here for a year and can't get through the sentence and quits, you're like, is that real? It feels real, but it also like kind of, he's filming himself. So like, it can't be real, right? It's yeah. such a weird, like, yeah. what is he doing that it, it, I, I think it's amazing. No, it is. That is definitely, especially as time has gone on, that has remained the most amazing, impressive thing about it to me. Yeah. And obviously, if you haven't watched it at this point, please, you know, pause the podcast and go mm -hmm. listen to it. We've already been kind of spoiling yeah. what happens. But I think that's the most yeah. amazing thing about it yeah. <laughs> is we're questioning where that line is the entire time in every single instance. And the best thing he ever did for the promotion of this film was to not take interviews, really, to not to not promote it, mm -hmm. you know, beyond, granted, his amazingly large platform that he has because of all these other things that he's done and the yeah. fact that it's a Netflix special. He let it speak for itself and then hasn't done it to death. He hasn't answered those questions. And so it sort of sits there and remains open to interpretation. And yeah. I could watch it again with you. And if we went through and you know talked about is that real is that not real, there are probably going to be thirty different times where we disagree with each other, exactly. and we can make a case where you know that's acting, that's not acting, mm -hmm. or maybe that's acting but it's representing something he actually went through. Yeah, and that's that's what really makes me connect with it the most. I think definitely. I also think you're right because he was nominated obviously for I, Grammys, Emmys, um, and he never showed up to a yeah. single one and he won uh he won a grammy for all eyes on me like best uh song written for media like i forget what it is yeah, some it was, some grammy i don't follow the best the song too like much. yeah very good he won a big one big one yeah. and the emmy i will stand by this he, i think he won best original music or something like that so he is an emmy winner because he won but the best variety special went to Hamilton. I yeah. was like, I, that's, that's not even fair. It's like, <laughs> I get it. I, no. I mean, yes, if you're comparing the two of them, sure, Hamilton. But Hamilton is a Broadway show. It is not one guy sitting alone in a room. And also, Hamilton was not made to be filmed. I wouldn't have right. even nominated that. That shouldn't have been nominated for anything. In my opinion, well, not that's because the Hamilton doesn't thing. deserve it, but because it's not television. It's not. That's not right. what it is. It's it's Broadway. And I love Broadway. I really like Hamilton. I do. It's that was unfair to nominate that because yeah, Hamilton is going to be better quality, better whatever. But at the end of the day, I think looking at those two, like the filmed version of Hamilton and Inside, Inside is going to last much longer, but. Whatever. Well, that's an interesting... I actually do think there's an interesting debate to be had about that because Hamilton, you're assuming it's winning and getting picked for the aspects of it that are filmmaking. So in an ideal world, the people deciding who should win that Emmy are looking at Hamilton, the movie, and saying, okay, the way they shot this was very impressive. 
obviously it's based on the original source material. So we're not necessarily judging it for that source material. We're judging it for how did they translate that stage performance to the screen. No, and dude, they didn't. And in, in a way, it's like, oh yeah, they did a good job. They did what they needed to do. They presented it on the screen. I enjoyed watching it. I wasn't going to go see it otherwise. It was great. I got to watch it. But you're comparing that to the efforts put by one man, you know, with the lighting that he has in songs like 30 or all these other things that he's doing mm-hmm. on his own. And you're even like comparing those two efforts. It's kind of wild. And I would completely agree with you that that's not even like in the same ballpark yeah. of a comparison. But and, and that's if, not how awards work. If per se, they took Hamilton and made it into a movie, like really not the staged version. Yeah. That's different. Totally different. But also that'd be, you know, a movie and it'd be up for the Oscars. Right. And, but do you think it'd be any just, good? <laughs> no, I hope they never no, me do neither. it. I hope they never do it. But um, when you're just filming the stage version, and obviously it's really cool. It's super cool. Like yeah, the stuff yeah. they do and the camera angle, it's sick. It's awesome. It's just not the same. It's apples to oranges. I don't think it... Yeah. It, you know, it. Hamilton, it's very popular for a reason. And that movie, obviously everyone really liked it and it's really good. But to say that it's the best variety special is like... Come on, it's not the same thing. Well, the do work you think was Inside is a movie? Would you That's consider tough. it a movie? That's tough. Well, technically, I think Netflix categorizes it as stand-up. Yeah. Because, I mean, no, I, I do and I don't. Because you're right, there's an arc. But it's not a movie. It's, it's kind of a movie. I think it's changing, it's changing what the idea of a movie means. Mm. Like, you, if you have a good story that you're filming and you're going through something and you can make... He, he made a movie by himself just filming himself and made an arc and a character and showed himself doing that. It's like, honestly, I'd consider it more of a documentary. Ooh, that's interesting. Now, this is where we get into, like, some really serious discussions about, like, the lines between genres. yeah. And because I'm thinking of yeah. weird, like, experimental films that are either, like, usually they're independent movies or they're old movies or, you know, various films that don't necessarily follow what a movie is. Yeah. And at first I was thinking this was not a movie, and I, now I'm starting to think it is because of it's, it does, like, fit some of the same things that a movie is. Like, what is yeah. a movie? Yeah. True. What you know? What is a movie? And also, I think having it up for the Emmys is the best thing. Like that's fair. Yeah, put it up for the Emmys, because I would say that's where it fits the best. Because it's mm. it's not going up against if, the Oscars. You know. Well, what if it got nominated for Best Picture? Would your gut instinct be? This is a good gut check. Let's just okay. let's boil it down to this. If it got nominated for Best Picture, um, would your gut be? Oh heck yeah! Inside's getting nominated for Best Picture, or oh, I love Inside, but ah, this feels odd. It's not really a movie. I would have said hell yeah. Same. Okay, now what if it would have won? That's a different story. Uh, who won that year? Twenty twenty one. Who won last oh, year? Oh shoot! Who did? Who did just win? Um, <laughs> I already forgot. I remember Parasite <laughs> was twenty nineteen. I just watched Parasite last night for the Land. first time. Oh, you did? You finally watched it? Yeah, we'll oh, talk about heck it Heck yeah. We'll talk about it Good later. for you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Bring it up. Bring it up. Ah. 
What did just win? Who now I'm now I'm tweaking. Also, to answer Oscars. your question, he did have a beard in Welcome to the Internet. He did. It just wasn't How big? A super bushy one. It was like a pretty normal sized beard. Um, let me see if I can get it before you find the answer to this. See, this just goes to show how little the Oscars are. I really, no, wait, it was... You're not going to get it. Give me like two seconds. So I know King Richard won Best Actor, and then... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, tell no, me. No, King Richard didn't... No, I know it didn't win Best Picture, but... No, I'm, I'm talking... I'm not talking this year. I'm talking last year, when Bo Burnham was up in 2021. Oh. No, but wouldn't wait. he have been up this year? Because it, Yeah, it would have been this year, because 2022, oh. they... Do all the movies for 2021. Oh, you're right. And was it The Last Duel? Did that win? Or was it... It was something else, wasn't it? It was Best Movie? Yeah, Best Picture. What was it? Was it was Coda. Oh, yeah. What? Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely. Which actually, I still that's a that different debate. I haven't seen it, but I've heard amazing things. And that gives me faith in the Oscars. Because, like, apparently that's a good movie and no one mm. has heard about it. No one's heard of it. And it's like... Do you know what code? You know what it's about? Yeah, no, definitely. I know some people have seen it, and they've told me it's good. Um, so uh, that honestly, could, I'll go see it, and yeah. then be like, let's see. Yeah, I, let's you know. And the fact that Parasite won a couple years ago thing, was pretty yeah. great as well. But anyhow, okay. yeah. So if it were to win, it would make you feel a little off. If it were to win against Coda, yeah, I'd be yeah. because when you think movie there's a lot more to a movie than just Bo Burnham sitting in a room filming himself yeah. where there's so many people involved you to make one shot you need cinematographers you need lighting designers you need the sound uh, cameras director producer all these yeah, people need to be there game. and i'm missing tons of people it's a different game and yeah. i think but i also wouldn't it, he's it's not television because when you think television you think episodic but so that's almost what makes this more impressive to me though is some of the shot quality and like the scope and the scenes and the emotions they sort of like inspire are cinematic in quality mm-hmm. yeah. and then i'm impressed by the fact that one guy was able to do the work of 20 people yeah he is no doubt a good cinematographer and good director yeah. great yeah um, but if it was nominated, I would have really loved it. But if it won, I think it would have been, I would have questioned. It would have been odd. It would have been Fun odd. Fun side note before we I get think it would have been f- maybe fair, but. <laughs> no, yeah, I, that, that's where I'm at. It's like, okay, if I'm looking back, I'm like, okay, what are my favorite three movies of 2021? Inside, Inside, go, Inside. Okay, Inside's <laughs> one of them. But, but is it though? Like, I'll just put it in the mm-hmm. side and say, oh, yeah, inside's one of them, but let me give you my actual three. Yeah. That's probably what I would do, but then it's that's just weird. Yeah, that's it, yeah. The funny thing, though, have you seen Promising Young Woman, the movie he was in? No, I have not. That one I did watch. Uh, that one was really good, and yeah. it's funny because it was coming out right as the pandemic was hitting, so mm. it was filmed, you know, in 2019, I think, and then it was yeah. coming out early 2020, and then it got pushed back to mid-2021 because... It wasn't going to be able to, you know, make its money back if it released right then. But Bo Burnham, because he's one of the main cast members, was giving interviews for that during the development and making of Inside. So you can actually, you actually can find a couple interviews during the development process for Inside because he was promoting that movie, which is also amazing. And I think that's really funny to see some of those. And I I did a little digging and those are, those are a fun watch for anybody who's a fan. 
I would also... It's really interesting. When they announced the HBO show like about Magic Johnson, Bo oh, Burnham yeah. was going to be, brat, was gonna be um, Larry Bird. He was really? signed on to play Larry Bird, <laughs> and I remember that came out, and I was like, dude, he's perfect for Larry Bird. He's a 6'6", like, tall white guy who has that energy of Larry Bird. Like, Larry Bird was a dick, and Bo Burnham can do that. I was like, perfect, yeah. and then he quit. I don't know why he dropped it, but he dropped it. Maybe it was to get more time to do Inside. No, I think that it came out after Inside. Or oh, right, really? But or even during, during, during like, production, during the filming? That's another thing that's tough to know. Is like, what was the timeline for this? And what was... Did Netflix go, okay, Bo, you have a year? Hmm. Or yeah, was it, know. like... Or I have was to imagine... He, you know, or did he have free reign? Because hmm. in the special, he even says, I don't know if I'm ever going to finish this. I have to imagine maybe it was... Th- maybe these are the questions I would really want him to answer. Like, if he were to give an interview about this, obviously, I w- you wouldn't want to ask him questions about the content itself because then it sort of cheapens the experience. Yeah. But to ask him questions about, okay, did you actually film all this first and then get Netflix's, you know, yeah, uh, you know, agreement to, like, put this on? Or were they brought on during the middle of the process? Or was it from the start? Yeah. Because that sort of changes how you do things. Because you could think, he said he wanted to go back to stand-up. So my theory for a while, and I don't know if it's right, was he was scheduled to start doing stand-up again and have a Netflix special where he would be on whatever. And this is the theory. I have yeah. no idea if this is true. It just makes sense in my mind. And then it didn't happen, and he was like, I'll just do it from home. Okay. I, that, that would actually that's my make guess, a lot of sense. Because only yeah. his form of comedy works alone. No other stand-up can do what he... Mm, no one else so? can do what he can't. I mean, Kevin Hart did his, but he had an audience and a large production team that was filming him. And it's like, it was cool, and I'm glad he was doing mm. that. But Bo Burnham's is the only one that is specifically catered, and it works without an audience. I get what you're saying, yeah. I think like you can definitely have somebody give a stand-up performance without an audience or one that's virtual, but it would be less funny. Yeah. So I get what you're saying. This is one of those beautiful little things. Maybe this is why we love it so much, too, is it's one of these weird, beautiful little projects that only came about because of the pandemic, is about yeah. the pandemic, or more so about loneliness in the pandemic, and is made relatable because of the pandemic, and it's just like the movie for this experience yeah. for a certain segment of people on Earth who mm-hmm. can relate to it. And that's yeah. like that's rare to get movies like that that kind of perfectly capture that. Mm-hmm. It's I, you've never seen a movie more timely. I mean, obviously there are timely movies, but this one was a movie came out in the middle of this pandemic that said exactly what everyone was feeling, or at least everyone in this specific age range that could relate to this. He nailed it. Mm-hmm. He he. Knew, he perfectly conveyed what everyone was going through. And I think there have been movies that, like, ooh, 10 years after World War II, they're making movies about the Holocaust or whatever. And that's timely, but it's not the same year. Yeah. It's not that quick where you're like, wow, I get, like, I get it. And it also, yeah. it was a weird thing where, like, you could look at that and go, I'm not alone. Everyone's going through this. But I feel like most people went, life sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, Everyone definitely. Wa- I watched it and I, I was depressed for three days. That's it's funny because so I had like, I had the opposite experience. I watched it and it made me feel better, mm-hmm. and then my 
kind of pandemic depression hit later, like a wave. Well, good for freaking like you. Six, well, no, no, I'm just saying. I'm kidding, it's, it's, I'm kidding, uh, I'm kidding. Well, you know what? Never mind. I'll just shut up for the rest of the <laughs> podcast and <laughs> go to my corner. No. Um, yeah. So I just think go watch it. We're gonna talk about all the songs now. We're gonna get to that. We're just gonna do a real t- tier list, real quick tier list, and we're also gonna do the outtakes. We're gonna talk about the outtakes and. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit about the outtakes themselves. I think once we get to that, so once we hit, yeah. once we hit those songs, we'll talk about it. But um, all right, let's start this. If you don't know the tier Rip list, it. you should know it. It's S is the best. A, B, C, D, E, F. Is that on F? Yeah, we can probably just it cut ours off F. at C. We can cut honest. ours off at C. Maybe one song goes in C, or a couple songs goes at C. But yeah, yeah, if that. But outtakes might go into C, D territory. Yeah, maybe we'll we'll talk. Mm. Okay, starting with content. That's a, that's an S for me. Really? You say that's mi- an no S? A. I'll say that's A. An, yeah, I'd I'll say A. Because yeah. it's that what a, what a way to start the special. Right. In darkness, and then just a dun 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 dun, and him alone in a chair. It really just sets the mood, and yeah. it sets the when he says, "I made you some content," and looks at the disco ball. I realize that that is so Bo Burnham, like I'm so depressed, but everything is shiny. Like it is, mm. it's his thing to be like, I'm putting up this show for you, even though, yeah. I, I, he doesn't want to move. It's totally perfect as an opening because yeah. it captures like the sort of the darkness of some of the later songs, but it's also still the first song, so it needs to be lighter and have the humor. But yeah. if it was some, if the first song was something like, um, you know, White Woman's Instagram, then it would set the wrong tone entirely Definitely. for what the special is even about. Definitely is. And Bo Burnham has always been good at openings and endings. Like he's very good at setting up an album. Or his special to make sense. <laughs> Sneeze. Bless you. Oh, thank you, brother. Um, okay, so content A, solid A. Um, comedy A. It's probably another A. a. Yeah, it's another A. I don't, I don't have much to say I, about that one. It's really good. I mean, it's the same thing. That's what I said before. It's kind of the classic Bo Burnham. It's funny. It starts off really funny, and then has that serious moment at the end where he questions himself and questions the importance of his job. He's being paid to do this. It's like, oh, my job's so important. So yeah, if your house is on fire, give me a call and I'll tell you a joke. It's like, whoa, it's, it's a good the iconic, question. The mm-hmm. iconic funny um, Venn diagram of Malcolm X and <laughs> yes. who was the other person? Malcolm uh, X and Weird Al. Weird Al, me. No. <laughs> <laughs> Which He's is the combo. so, f- it's so funny that it's like he doesn't take himself seriously, but now I'm not saying he's Malcolm X, but now he has become like a voice for people. FaceTime with my mom. This uh, one's probably a C for me. This is C. one of the C's. I'm going to say B. Yeah. I, ga- I got to, I got to give it a B. I think it's that one. There are a couple songs that are completely un, like untouched from the album, like you could take it out of the, out of the special, and it would be, yeah. it wouldn't really leave anything. But I think with that, the bit after, the bit right after it, where he's sitting alone editing it, and you just watch him like watching himself, is very interesting. So I think he uses even something mm. that isn't like 
important, quote unquote, to the special and can make it something that is. And yeah. So I'd say FaceTime. I get the C. I get it. Yeah. It's, my it's explanation for the it's just C. Fun. The C for the explanation for me is I think of C as like the average, right? And if I were to say to any musical comedian, you know, make a funny song about your experience during the pandemic. In my mind, this would be like what any single, any given musical comedian might come up with yeah. about their experience during the pandemic. And it doesn't sort of have that brand to it. The only line to me that sort of heightens it a little bit is when he's talking about um, how this is the longest conversation he's had with his dad in a long yeah. time. And it's just, how you doing? Oh, I'm all right. Like, oh, that's great. Mm -hmm. I forgot the exact lines, but you it's, know, that, um, that to yeah. me was like a little deeper anyway. But he makes those jokes a lot. I think with his dad that, um, it's weird. I don't know if he actually has a bad relationship with his dad. I don't think he does. I don't think, I, mean, I think I, he's just, it's probably, just speculation, but probably not. I'm guessing he was like a mama's boy or whatever. And his dad is like very traditional and him being very artistic. Didn't, it probably just didn't blend well. I wouldn't think he's like a bad dad or whatever, but I just don't think Bo gets inspiration from his father. Quick side but. note. I think this is funny. This mm -hmm. is, I feel like both of us rarely do this kind of thing where we like speculate about actors or people. And yeah, that's weird. Like I don't, I don't usually fan over people to the point where yeah. I even care to ask that question. You I know agree. what I mean? Like I typically don't totally. care what people's relationships like are with their family. It doesn't matter to me at all. Mm -hmm. um, but for somebody who did something that connected with me on this level, I'm starting to ask those questions about that person. And I think that's sort of a weird, yeah. weird phenomenon. I guess, it, especially I would say for us, we're creatives and we both look at Bo as inspiration, you for writing, me for performance and writing. It, it's like, there's so much that we can look to and go, I wanna do that. How can I be like that? So I want to learn as much about him to learn his inspiration and get like that. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's probably just a little thing. But also, yeah, I, even actors I really love, I don't Google like their family history. I just kind of study their performances. <laughs> definitely. But yeah. Oh, you definitely you hit something with me there because I think the last bouts of editing with my book were right when this had come out and I played the soundtrack just constantly as I was doing sort of the grunt work. Mm -hmm. And so, I, yeah, I completely connect with that as an inspiration more than just something that I connected with. It's also something that motivates me. Like, that's, that's what I was trying to say earlier when you said the movie bummed you out. I was at a place where I watched this and the movie, like, immediately motivated me because I'm like, oh, my gosh, if somebody can do that during the pandemic alone, yeah, I need to be able to do more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. Uh, okay, and then How the World Works. Oh, this one's an S tier for me. I, I don't know. I, you're going to hate me. I might say B. For some reason... No, this, I get it. I don't know. This one, I know this one you like more. And it's a great song. But it's like, if we're saying C is average, I think it's better than average. I think the, the messages, like the political messages that he's giving are really cool. And it has a point to make. But overall, the song is kind of like overshadowed by better in the album. That's in fair. My mind, in my mind. And honestly, it's weird. When I would go through this, I, I didn't skip much. The only one I would consistently skip was that one, and I don't know why. 
Yeah, I could see that. I could see in my mind maybe dropping it to an A, but I think it's the one, it's like the funny song that I want to keep replaying. Gotcha. Yeah. It holds up to me. I don't know. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah, but uh, you're wrong. Yeah. What did you say? No, I just said you're wrong. You're wrong. Okay, gotcha. For sure, for sure. My fault. Uh, white Woman's Instagram. Uh, probably B. B. Yeah, it's really I good. I think it's better than FaceTime. I agree. With my mom. I agree. It's the better version of that. Mm-hmm. They're very, they're pretty similar, not in like content or subject matter, but their vibes are just similar. Yeah. And uh, I think that what elevates uh, White Woman's Instagram is the bridge. Again, it's classic Bo Burnham. It's funny. And then it's like, oh, oh, that's sad. Oh, and then White Woman. It's like, yeah, ah. right. Oh, wow. So okay. it, it, he takes you for a ride. And this one is really, it's good. It's just fun. And it is fun if when you, have never listened to it or you don't know what it's about or you show someone and they're like what the hell is he oh it's so got it yeah where they go yeah. oh it's a white woman's instagram that's funny it's a funny joke right i appreciate this one for being the one that even people who didn't watch the special could connect over it mm-hmm. and so i could talk to people about this one at least because they had seen a clip of it or it had been put into an instagram reel somewhere it's like oh put the clip that it's exposing you and your instagram and there'd be all these accounts doing that. Do yeah. you remember how that was I a thing right that. after this came out? Yeah. It was very fun because he's right. It's you funny. Know. It's funny. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I, B, solid B. We agree on that. Yeah. Unpaid intern. Now, we both know Ooh. what we're about to say for this because the right. song itself is a C, maybe even right. a D. It's like, it's a song. It's funny. It's whatever. But the bit with him oh, reacting awesome. to himself is the, bit is the so, most... The bit is an S. <laughs> the bit is an S, but he... The song itself, and we're only going off the songs, I'm going to say... Yeah. I would say D, but since the bit, and I'm going to include it, I'm going to go C. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll say C for the song. If the bit was included, if we were talking about just like that clip, that's, a, that's an S, because that's probably yeah. maybe my favorite bit out of the entire special. It was I think my, it's hilarious. My favorite bit out of the whole special was the um, brand consultant. Oh, shoot, yeah. Where do and you stand? And then if we get into the outtakes. Bagel bites. <laughs> Bagel bites. And the outtakes are, are really good. He, yeah, he then they heighten that. that one. Oh, yeah. that's so good. Yeah, so, yeah, I'll, I'll, for that one, I'm going to say C. You can... Yeah, I'll agree. That, okay. I'm cool. with that. Uh, Bezos won. This one's a B... Uh, yeah, I'll a. say B as well. It's it's the first Bezos in the series of Bezoses. Yeah. And um, it's good. I mean, it's, it's my the favorite one, Bezos. It's the one. Yeah, it's definitely my favorite Bezos. There's it's the longest one, right? I can't. Maybe. Maybe the, the gothic one, one like, is longer. Bezos three kind of is long by the style of music. Oh, it's the one where he's like CEO, entrepreneur. Yeah. And nine. Yeah. The TikTok sound. That right, whatever. yeah, yeah, B, B, not much to I agree. say. B, I think it's funny, it it's works. funny, good slander on Bezos. Good job, yeah. uh, sexting. Um, probably also a B. I would also say B. I want to say A because it's good, it's funny. It's good. I would say of the funny songs he has, like, of the funny ones, like FaceTime with My Mom, White Woman's Instagram, and Sexting, those are kind of the same vein, where they're just yeah. funny. He's not really trying to say anything, it's just funny. Yeah. I would say it's, Sexting is the best one. I'd agree. The oh, bridge, yeah, I'd agree with The that. bridge is the best. The, I like the music a lot. 
Oh, and also, we're not commenting on the music in this. I genuinely think, though, that all of the music is, like, honestly, brilliantly composed. Yeah, I completely agree. And the it's way they connect really is so awesome. Yeah, the themes are genius. It's So we're not going to talk about that because all of it is really great. Even the weak yeah. songs are weak, are um, very good. So sexting, I'll say B into A. I'd push it into A, but I'm, I'll really hear what you have to say. I'm just going to keep it at a B just because okay. I agree with you. I think it like does its job and it's funny and it's catchy and it's good. It's a slightly like darker version of the other two, right? It's darker yeah. just because it's talking about sex as a topic rather than, mm-hmm. you know, Instagram or your mom. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just mom. like <laughs> Yeah. Um and also it is that is like I don't know. I uh, something about it is just funnier than the other ones because the bit of White woman's Instagram gets less funny when you know what the bit is. When, yeah. the, when it first happens, you're like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. And then it's like, okay. It's not sexting, really rewatchable. Yeah. Sexting is funny. Yeah. Like you catch fir- more. You know immediately what's going on. He starts with sexting. You know yeah. what he's talking about. Let's go into examples. And it's like he's telling the story. He's giving you an arc of us. This is a night of sexting. Yeah. This is what it looks like. It's I love being able to pause it at that text he sends that, after he thinks he's offended her. Yep, at that and one then text. it's just like a massive paragraph, like, look, I really didn't know what I was, yada, yada, yada. It's, just, that's <laughs> Where it's like, bet, and I obviously don't want to make you uncomfortable. I really think you're beautiful, and if you don't want to yeah. do this, I get it. It's so funny. And I was like, that's so true, though. Because I feel like as oh, a guy, yeah. if we're doing that, there is, well, at least good guys, I, I, I hope you're a good guy, but there is a thing where it's like, if I am doing something like that, I don't, want to make her uncomfortable. I right. want to make sure you're having a good time, too. So I it's really like so, that bit. It's made funny because the stuff that precedes it's so absurd. The mm-hmm. Ferris wheel and the snowman, like, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> but it, it's, just, it's just awesome. I sent back a ticket stub implying that the Ferris wheel's her body wheels and I'd really love admission to it. It's, yeah, you sent I, back a snowman. <laughs> Crisis averted. No. <laughs> What the heck? It's when, yeah, Yeah. but, oh, that's, okay, so great bit. Now, I feel like after sexting is Then it picks up. Is is when it picks up. And after sexting is look look who's inside again. Yeah, S tier. S, absolutely S. It's It's the, that's the theme. It's the theme. Of the special. That one, normally if I'm like, okay, I have 30 minute train ride. I can't listen to the whole album. I'm going to start at look who's inside again. Because it, it, Oh my god! It's like it's not even sad. And I showed my dad, and the ending he thought was a joke, where it's like, "Now come out with your hands up. We've got you surrounded." He was like, "Oh, ha ha ha!" And I was like, "Why is that funny?" Wait, what? He was like, "What? (laughs) What is he? Is he a criminal or something?" And I was like, "No, dude." And you think about that, and this is my interpretation. It's like saying inside and having the theme of like, "I'll never go outside again." Like, I'll stay inside and like stay in the virtual world that bit like it sounds dumb when you say it out loud but the consequences of going outside is you're being arrested and it's so serious nowadays to stay inside that he goes outside for a bit and he's he hmm. there they you face the consequences or it's I, just the the terrifyingness of going outside and being arrested and be and having those consequences it's not literally arrested Right, right. It's just like the feeling, like the kind of feeling of 
oh, I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not social pressure from yeah. other people like saying, oh, you're bad for doing that, especially not now that we're like two years plus into this thing mm-hmm. and you know everybody's doing a lot more. But basically like the oppressive feeling that you kind of have just because you're, you're feeling weirdly guilty because you've spent so long like training yourself like, oh no, that's not right for me to go be social. Yeah. It's, that's, God. yeah. Yeah. Look who's inside again is our first S. I think fittingly, it's it's the perfect way to start off the S because the yeah. S's are only going to come. Like, they're only coming. There are more. Uh, and that's another thing. Like, with these tiers, there's, like, you look at things, it's like, this is an S tier, and this is the S tier. This is the big, this is the S. No, this yeah. album has, like, five of them. Right. Um, okay. Then after Look Who's Inside Again, it's Problematic. Dang, I want to say I want to say S, but I maybe think, like A plus I think it's a, or something. Yeah, yeah. it that is right. another very timely song that I had one person interpret like they thought he was actually apologizing, and I was like, "Bro, you yeah. don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get it. <laughs> it's a joke." And they were like, "What?" And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> all right, never mind." <laughs> but. Yeah, that the idea of like cancel culture. This is his take on cancel culture, and instead of yeah. making fun of it, he embraces it. Quote, I like that. It's I like that we don't really know completely where he stands, but mm-hmm. also that we get an idea of okay, yeah, he's making fun of the fact that people are going to pick him apart for things he's done, but he's also respectful of the fact that like I may have actually done things that are harmful to people. Yeah. He's not, he's not like dismissive of it in a way that a lot of other comedians have been or can be where you're like, oh, maybe they're right. But also like, just in case you're wrong, are you sure you want to be that proud about it? Yeah. This was, I like this one a lot because it feels like it fits that very narrow lane Mm -hmm. where it's not rude, but it's also funny. Definitely. And I, you're totally right. It's like, you don't know what side he's on. And you saying that made me go, you know, you don't know in this time of, crazy political turmoil, you don't know what side he's on. He never talks about yeah. politics, which honestly, is mir- he kind of talks about politics, but it's like, it's miraculous that he doesn't because he says things that the right and the left would both agree with. Or he says things yeah. that would, I mean, we're making this like political, but you look at something like how the world works, he says things that the right agrees with. And then he says things that the left agrees with. It's like, it's it's like he's in the middle, mm. but I don't know if he's in the middle. It's like he's just very independent almost. It's and just avoidant of that topic, which yeah, I think it's even a good in, artistic stance. Yes, and in it's a great artistic how, stance. In how the world works, the fact that they just say it, you know, the political turmoil that's happening because these are the problems we're having. Blah 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 blah. Oh, look at all this. These are problems that everyone is facing with, and it's you know. I feel like that's how you make really good art because you're not talking super in detail about the particular things that are happening and Mm -hmm. it sort of pegs you and puts you in a little box. And if you're talking about like sort of deeper truths and meaning and themes and things that people can attach to that are beyond that, then that's where like better art that reaches more people kind of happens. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think it would have been easy for him to make more political statements or more statements that could have divided his audience, whatever they may be. But I think 
every he never did. I don't think he did once, which is honestly right. nowadays. Maybe is, I is mean in the outtakes he has incredible. the Biden song, but even then, which is, but, but even then like it's just like so kitty that you're like it's such a joke that you don't even really know if he's trying to say what he's saying. He's just saying this is a thing people have said a lot and are feeling, mm-hmm. and I'm feeling it too. Maybe, but I'm just singing about it. But also, I mean, I guess I'll get a little political. I think we can all agree that Joe Biden was not everyone's first choice. Well, it's funny that it's where he's just like, the, it's the whole really South Park for this bit. guy. It's like, all right, it's the whole fine. South Park bit where you get to pick between a turd sandwich and a douchebag exactly. every four years, exactly. and it just like it felt like that kind of joke to me, where it's like mm-hmm. that's a good artistic stance that Trey Parker and Matt Stone took, and it feels like it's in that lane. Yeah, where that's super relatable. You're not really taking a side, but you are saying something that means something. Yeah, definitely. So okay, so okay, that was problematic. So problematic is an A. We'll say A. You said A, right? Yeah, I'll go with A on that. Uh, Thirty. This one's my favorite song on the whole album. That's an S. Really, thirty. Well, thirty's your fave. With with a caveat, it's my favorite song on the whole album. If you have the video to go along with it. Yeah, agreed. I love the lighting. The, the I video love is what really he did cool. with the foot, like the foot pedal that mm-hmm. changes the lights and the whole bit, and it's just hilarious. If you were to not have that video, though, it's not my favorite song. Yeah, but it is really good. So with we'll that in mind, yes. I'm gonna agree. I'll say yes as well. I think the idea of turning 30 is such an interesting one. That is like. It's tapped on in a lot of musicals, actually. I really noticed this. Like, Tick, Tick, Boom, that's what that's about. Company, that's what that's about. Sorry, I, like, burped a little bit there, but um, excuse me. Um, so him turning 30 and him being a child star, the child star, 15, but him being so young, and he's always been young, and now he's not young. Yeah. He's not young anymore. He's officially not young anymore. Yeah. And that idea, he like perfectly taps into it. It's it's fascinating. So I'll, I'll agree. I'll say S. Second S. Woo. Uh, don't want to know. Um, probably B. Maybe maybe even C. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's good, but it's it is kind of well. In this, actually, if you look at the deluxe, uh, I'm looking at the. I don't have all these memorized, by the way. If you thought I was amazing at this, but um. You're that big of a fan. I'm that big of a fan. So they have the numbers listed, at least on Apple Music. They have the numbers listed, and then the numbers reset, and it goes back to one, as if, like, end of an act, starting of something else. Don't Want to Know is a good, like, act two opener, or, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it is a, it's, it's a dark song, but not really. How are you feeling? Do you yeah. like the show? Are you are you tired of it? Never mind. I don't want to know. It's like it's it's one of those that's like deep and it's saying something, but it didn't resonate with me. That's why yeah. I put it lower. I think I definitely think it resonated with me more, but I agree. It's still not even the best. It's not the best. I I, I would say B. Okay. Also, yeah. the gag I'll of him B getting cut off is funny, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then, shit. Oh dang! Probably also be what? I, but well, no. I would say I would say don't want to know a C, and then I would say this is like a B plus, maybe an A. Dude, I would put shit as like A or S, man. 
Uh, definitely not S for me. No. I, I could see uh, Okay, A. I'll agree. Not S, but I guess we'll go... Man, I, I don't know. He just... You said it before. You were like, this is how everyone feels. He... This is it. Yep, I feel like shit. Yeah, that's true. I, I like... It is the... Yeah. And it's it's <laughs> another Bo Burnham classic. It's cl- It's upbeat. It's funny, but it's really dark. This is the most... Or one of the most unabashedly dark ones where it's almost like he wrote the beat and it was like really happy and then he was like just improved and just said he felt like shit and obviously it's not improved but yeah. it that feels so real yeah uh, yeah yeah it definitely it doesn't strike me as one of the more even though it is performative it doesn't strike me as like super fakey yeah definitely so yeah okay i'll i'll say b and if that is the case, then don't want to know be is an C. A, though, too. If that's the case, yeah. I'll say don't want to know is C. I'll agree with you on that. And then I'll do uh, shit as B. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. If, if I'm keeping don't, I'm not going to put don't want to know and shit together because I think shit is right. better. There's definitely a jump. Yeah. Um, okay. All time low. That's another C, even though it's great. Yeah. I, it's just, it works in the special itself, but as an actual song on a track, I just yeah. don't, like, I don't need to hear it. Yeah, it's. It, it, I I completely agree. It's really good, and people are like, "Oh, that's what having a panic panic attack feels like." And it's like, "Oh yeah, it is. That is what having a panic attack feels <laughs> like." You're just. I yeah. I think he nailed that, and he did what he accomplished with that. But I'll say C. It's just a good song, or it's just a funny bit. That's what he was going for. In my body, way down deep inside. I try yeah. not to find. Now. We're getting into the S's. We're getting into all the S's. Yeah, it's just Next kind of is Welcome to the Internet. I mean, S, S for sure. S, absolutely. Arguably, his the best song he's ever written. Arguably. Yeah. It it's, just works. It just yeah. works, works on, on every level. Even mm-hmm. if it's not my favorite on like, oh, that's my personal favorite. It's the best one that's at being both deep and accessible at the same yep. time. It's the best in terms of like how it looks and is presented in a lot of ways. It connects to his whole past career musically, in the same way that 30 does. Like, yeah. yeah. I think musically it also stands out. There's a lot in it that does. musically. But I think of every person on earth to write this song, he is the perfect person to write this song. Because no one, I won't say no one, but he is the, uh, the internet. The like, he's the guy. This is him. I mean, eighth grade, we still haven't seen it, but that's the whole... Yeah. Yeah, I, I, so Welcome to the Internet is uh, hands down an S. No question. Uh, honestly, I'd, I'd probably give it an S+. Plus. I'd put it above the other S's. Just, just beating it out. It's so yeah. good. It's so good. When I first it's, watched it and the, the yeah. album was not out yet, that's the song I was like, I need to re-listen to that song. Definitely. Yeah. I think it's the best in terms of, like, you know how you, people always talk about, okay, What's your favorite film and what's the best film ever made? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is like the best song on, on the album. Yeah. It, hands down. Yeah. Yeah. It's just good. Okay. Uh, Bezos 2. See? Agreed. Whatever. See? See? Yeah. We don't really need yeah. to talk it's about fun. it. It's funny. He's palate, doing it. It's a palate cleanser. It's yeah. like eating ginger after eating sushi. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Uh, that funny feeling. Hmm. Maybe A, just because it's a little too long. 
It's a little long, but I think the messages in that, it's like, it's poetic, question mark? <laughs> yeah. I would gr- go I mean, S, <laughs> but like S minus. Not even S minus. I would just say S. Yeah. Because if we're putting 30 at S, I would put I would put that funny feeling on S. Fair enough. But if someone was like A, I'd like, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, all eyes on me. S plus. Yeah, this one, the, this is yeah. the one that stands up there with mm-hmm. Welcome to the Internet. This yeah. is good. It is. Because, oh, what does yeah. it even mean? I don't know. But yeah, it, yeah this, it's it, that. I feel something. I'm watching it. It is the most interpreted song. Even I love interpreting things, and, like, I cannot figure out what he's saying sometimes in this. But it works. It's, like, so good. And the bridge is so good. The bridge, I will pause and replay the bridge now. I think I did it today. I was listening to this before. I, I stopped it and I played it over again because I... The part where he's like, am I going crazy? No, that's goodbye. That's goodbye. Oh, shoot. Yeah, what am I talking about? I'm tweaking. Yeah, no, you're yeah. tweaking, bro. Um, All Eyes on Me is when he's like... What's the bridge um, of that? You say the ocean's rising like oh, I yeah. give okay, a right. shit. You say the whole world's ending, honey. It already yeah, I don't, did. I don't know where I pulled that from, but no, that's, that's yeah. amazing. It's so good. The song is undeniably good. Outside of Inside. Like, all of these songs work in the context of Inside. You could put that on a playlist. Well, a song only. The, the talking in the middle for the special, perfect. It is perfection. Mm. Talking, when you eliminate the talking and get rid of it, it works on any playlist. You know, he, he released a cut of that song where it's just the song, mm-hmm. and I listened to it, and I didn't like it as much. Yeah, it doesn't hit as hard. And that's right. another thing where you're like, is he acting? Did he prepare this monologue or did, like, what's going on? Well, there's some sort of preparation that needs to happen to be able to accomplish the lighting, the staging, the and how to, he puts the camera. And to time the music to work that well. Yeah. And it's a one take, right. so. Um, yeah, it's wild. Yeah. I'm still kicking myself for singing the bridge to goodbye instead yeah, of dude, all eyes on me. That was I'm a, a fake fan. You're a fake I, fan. I exposed myself you're hard. fake. Whatever. Uh, so all of me S plus. It's up oh, yeah, there it's with amazing. Welcome to the Net. It's the standout. Goodbye. The final track, technically the second to last track, but yeah. really that, that's the an S too. that's an S. It's it's really good. It goes back to the roots. It's the most simple. It's just piano, and it's just fitting. It's it's sad. It's very. It's just melancholy. Like I can't really describe it other than melancholy. And the only time the music picks up is at the very end when they sing, "Look who's inside again, again." Look in the inside again, again. Ha ha. But um, Whoa. that bit. And he's sitting like at first when he's like naked and shining a light on himself. I was like, "What the fuck?" And then I'm re. And then I'm like, "Oh, oh." Oh my God! Like yeah, he's it's vulnerable. It's oh, so good. That's what I like. How he acts out what's happening in the "Look Who's Inside Again" song. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, I watching the ending the first time, I was super confused about what it meant. I really liked it, but then you watch it again, and I feel like the the whole thing you're talking about, where oh, you know, put your hands up, like we got you surrounded, but the we that he's talking about is sort of like a version of himself that's kind of monitoring himself. It's great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then Any Day Now, what's that? That's like yeah. a B I No, I wouldn't even well. say... Uh, that's just a little, like, thing because... Um, 
It's not even really a song. It's not even really no, a song. No, I think it's it just kind of the idea. I'm going to say it's a B. You can say B? Yeah. I, I would say I that like is that. the only D. I disagree just because the the humor bit of it is that's exact that's exactly how I was feeling in the pandemic. That's the one that captures my feeling the most. It's just, okay, it's going to stop any day now, any day now, any day now, any day now, any day now. And like it just goes on and on and on. And it's still going on. Yeah. And then it's going to be monkeypox. And then it's going to be... Yeah, right? You know, God. I don't know. Um, so for the out... We're, we're passing an hour of trying to be funny while stuck in a room, Connor. Yeah, this we, is an hour. Our we fandom just, is showing now, finally. What it, what's your favorite one on the outtakes? Wow, we really hit an hour exactly. That's crazy. What? We are at an hour of recording. As I was saying that? Yeah, that was That's really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at the clock like, what? Oh my God, it's an hour. Well, um, I, I have a timer going too. Okay, cool, cool. Um, yeah, folks, just so you know the inner workings. Yeah, See, this is our behind-the-scenes version. It's like we're doing our own version of Inside, where you're exactly. seeing the creative process as mm-hmm. it happens, or you're yeah. listening to it. You're not seeing. Hopefully yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, that'd be creepy. Okay, so what, what were you asking? The outtakes. The, the outtakes? Because I don't think we should go through all the songs on the outtakes. I agree. Just because Let's just what's, go what's like your standout couple? There are a couple, and I think... Um, I th- uh, it's like it's like he had ones that were really good, and just debated. Oh, do I do this one or White Woman's Instagram or Sexting or like which one? Yeah, if those yeah. are they're in the same category except the chicken. I don't know why he didn't include the chicken because the chicken. If we were ranking these, chicken is also S plus to me. Really, dude? Yeah, I think it's amazing. I think it's an a- I mm, yeah, no fair. I. Mm. Pretty darn good. I have never, I, just, I never thought I would cry because of the that's why the chicken crossed the road joke. And I remember listening to it the first time, and he goes, um, The chicken must first cross the road. And I thought, ha ha ha, I get it. And then he kept going, and the bit wasn't funny. He wasn't trying to be funny. It's like, The chicken's crossing the road. Let's continue. <laughs> it's like, Yeah. What? Yeah. So good. And I don't think he's trying to be metaphorical or like for his life or anything. Maybe he is, but how can he make a fake chicken? Like sad. You care about her. You care, you care about, about the, the chicken. chicken. And in the end, when he's like, um, it's tragic. But I think we ought to believe that she got to the other side. So that's why she did it. And it ends. And you're like, and then on the track, the track is different from the, like, filmed version because in the track it, like, plays the sound of roads and chickens and then it cuts off and he goes, goodbye. And you're like, Whoa. Oh, really? I didn't, yeah. oh, I didn't catch Listen that. Listen to it on That's the track. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's really cool. It's a different version. I think he okay. recorded it a different time because the orchestration is not exactly the same. Like, hmm. when on the track, when he says the road, he throws in the bass. It's like, the road... In the filmed version, it's very light. It's like up. He moves everything up an octave and plays a chord. And it's, I like the film version a little bit more for, for a couple reasons. It just feels a little more real. feels a little more raw. Yeah. But I, I think that it, the chicken is, um, 1985 is. 1985. 1985 is really good. 
Um, five years is really good. Five years is good. Yeah, they're, they're good. They're good. My it's question, like, My question is, other than the chicken, what would be one that you would have wanted in the actual special? Let's just say the outtakes never came out, which I'm super glad they did. They're yes. really funny for what they are as like a YouTube behind-the-scenes thing. Like, that's amazing. But let's say we never got that. Which one would you want to put in? And why do you think it would work? Why do you think it would work, too? You have to justify it. Okay. This might seem a little controversial. I, I really like a lot of these, and I think the outtakes kind of tell their own story a little bit. It's like its own smaller arc within the arc that isn't yeah. as clear. It's outtakes, but he still like makes an arc. It's, right, It's amazing. But I think the one that would work the best on the on the actual special is this isn't a joke. I was going to say the same thing. That's my that's my favorite one on the outtakes. I it's, think I like it more than It's so yeah. short, but it hits. Mm-hmm. And that's one you can tell he's not acting. It feels like it. It yeah. feels like I he's like that not about acting. it too. Yeah. And I think is it the best song of the outtakes? No. Is it the mo- it I think would it just is. Maybe I think it's the chicken. Uh, but well, the chicken, yeah, it's, it's that's more impressive. But this yeah. one's just like I'm gonna turn this one on. If I were making a playlist of the inside songs and I only got to pick one from the outtakes to put on it and like have it fit in with the rest of the special or put in the rest of the special, well, for that's sure. that's different for sure. This isn't a joke because it fits the vibe of yeah. the. Re- you could put it after like anything, anything, well, no, uh, anything end, in the second the half. Yeah, anything you could put it. I would put it after like. I think I'd maybe put it right after or before that funny feeling. Because it's before yeah. All Eyes on Me. You don't want it after All Eyes on Me. I think you like, could put it right before. Because All Eyes on Me is the me. climax, yeah. and then everything just kind of goes down. But I would think, because that bit where he cuts off, you want that to go into something. Yeah, for sure. And what would it go into? It would go into a bit, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's good. Yeah, overall, okay, now what do you think is the best? This will be the last question, I think, for the um, album stuff, and then we'll talk about some else, and then we'll get to quick text. And then um, what do you think is the best song on the album? You go first. I need this for a sec. It's tough. I mean... On the both outtakes? I know what I put... Both outtakes and the... No. Okay, just the actual album. Just the, uh, just the original. And, um, okay... It, I said what the two S pluses were. Yeah. So in my mind, is it Welcome to the Internet or is it All Eyes on Me? I feel like that's the big question. Well, the awards went... But you said your favorite is 30. Well, my favorite's 30 when I'm watching it. But best. That, that's what, And that's best. also when I'm watching the special. My favorite's not 30 when I'm just listening to the song. Listening. Um, mm-hmm. I would say All Eyes on Me is really, really, really good. But... And I obviously they gave the award to it, but the fact yeah. that we're questioning, oh, should we put that bridge where he's talking in it or not? And then the fact that we don't really know what it means, and it's heightened so much by watching it happen. Like yes. if somebody were to just listen to this album, they would not get anywhere near the same experience just listening to All Eyes on Me, and they'd be a little bit confused. Yeah. So I think Welcome to the Internet sure. is just really amazing watching it, really amazing listening to it. Pretty much nothing is seemingly lost to the listener if they haven't seen the special. It works in the context of the special. It works on its own. 
you could you could mm-hmm. do anything with it. The YouTube video, you know, went bananas with how many views it got because it works on its yeah. own. I think Welcome to the Internet is the best. I I'll agree. I'm gonna agree for the same reasons. I think All Eyes on Me is a close second, yeah. but Welcome to the Internet. It just hits, especially for people our age, I think it hits a little harder because the internet is so is such a big part of our lives, especially growing up. And at that bridge, the end, not even the bridge, the end, where he talks to kids. Yeah. And the internet targeted kids to be addictive. It's it creepy. knew what it was doing. It's and he's he I want to see a Disney movie where he plays the internet or he plays a villain. I've, oh, because yeah. God, his voice in that is so... He's so creepy. I watched that. He nailed it. I watched that particular song, and immediately after, the first thing I said was, he would make a great Joker. And this was before I had Joker fatigue and the <laughs> Batman came out. But yeah. in my mind, if they had done that same scene and Bo Burnham was there, I would have been stoked. You know, it's just like, I want yeah. to see him tackle a villain, like a villain villain in a movie after yeah. watching that. Actually, I'd see him more as Riddler. Eh, Maybe. Kind of a crazy riddle. I don't know. I don't he know. Just, just I want to see him as a villain. Something where he has room to play and gets to create a character. Yeah. But also, I think the, the beauty of him as an actor, especially in that thing, is if I was doing it, if I like did it for a show, or I was doing it, my goal would be to not blink. Because there's something about him staring yeah. at the camera with these glasses where you can't see his eyes. You cannot connect with him. The eyes are like wearing glasses that is such an th- important thing thematically that people often overlook or you don't think about. Him wearing glasses and just staring at the camera and being so subtle with his movements. He's angry and he's like putting so much energy, but he's not moving. Yeah. I think you'd have to give him a character that does that. Yeah. And I think Joker is too much. He would be he'd maybe be a great voice actor for the yeah. Joker. I could see him in like if Studio Ghibli ever did a Batman movie, he'd be like the Joker or something yeah. maybe. But I do I would love to see him be and he'd be terrifying. He'd as as a, a villain, villain, whatever yeah. villain it is, a villain, he would bring something that is so terrifying to it like Un, just this uneasiness because Welcome to the Internet is creepy it, by all means. He's trying to be, it's not like unsettling, like I'm gonna give me nightmares, but just him sitting there alone playing it and the, the laugh is great. And it'd be like if John Lennon, Travis Bickle, and <laughs> I can't think of a third person, but they all got mixed together and that's who he's playing. <laughs> oh, and the yeah, Winter really. Soldier because. Why not? Yep. Why not? Uh, so, yeah, that's it. Now, okay, we're going to get a little heavy on you guys. We're going to talk a little bit about mental health during Whoa. quarantine and COVID. Just to <laughs> Decompress. <laughs> we're going to talk about that. You know, do, you know, I feel like we, we've both gotten past the quarantine depression. I, I have. Yeah. I'm depressed for other reasons now. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, but... And and what inside did? Did it help? Did it worsen it? What happened? So mm. um, I don't know about you. COVID and quarantine hit me really hard. Obviously, it hit everyone really hard. I'm not downplaying anything that you have been through. But for me, I there was so much about to happen for me that got taken away. 
and not like, oh, I was going to be famous and whatever, yeah. but there was so much I was looking forward to. And it was honestly the first time in a while where I was like, I am so ready to go and like do this. And I'm excited mm. for the future because sometimes it's like, I'm excited for the show. And then after the show, what's next? Yeah. And show, I mean like performance, yeah. like I'm not a TV show. I'm not a, I'm not doing that. But, um, it's like, I was signed up to, I was going to Japan for a sh performance. I was going, I was going to do my dream role, my biggest dream role. And I was going to do this massive show at the school I was at. And there was so much happening. I was going to direct over the summer. And I was, it was so much to look forward to. And then it was gone in a day. Yeah. And it was like, that hurt. But that one just like, it hurt. But it didn't make me depressed. I can get over the fact that I am not going to play that role now. Or one of those roles. I'm still, maybe we'll play them in the future. But I can get over that. It's just... Yeah, man, the, the, the loneliness really hits. And I had family, but I couldn't exp I really couldn't put in words why I was depressed. And I think that's, for me, a big reason why Bo Burnham's worked. It's because it was like, he can't even tell you why. Right. He can't describe it. But if you watch that, that's what I was feeling. That is it. And when I, the reason I think it hit me really hard is because when I watched it, I was going through that. And I was it. I was like, oh, my God. And it just kind of amplified. I didn't take away the happiness from it or the hope, It, which there's barely any in that special. But it was like, I don't know. It was so inspiring. And it just communicated something I wanted to, but I couldn't. Yeah. So that that's just where I was. And... You know, it was tough. So I, I really like. I mean, this this movie, I'll say movie, means so much to me. It not only is a great movie, it is like a, it's a piece of history. I genuinely think it will go down. People will study this. You'll go. What was okay, class? We're doing a lesson on COVID nineteen. Uh, we're yeah. doing a lesson on COVID nineteen. Right. We're watching this because obviously you can go over what. In, in major historical events, you can look at what happened. But can you really talk about what everyone was going through? Mm. Because as much as COVID was hitting, I feel like a lot more people suffered from the depression from being alone than they did from actually getting yeah, COVID. And I'm not saying that circles. COVID wasn't serious or it's in our yeah. circles. For the people I knew, I'm not trying to out anyone or say that COVID wasn't serious, the disease. It is. But... I, I, yeah, if you look back, I think that's what we're going to remember. I barely remember COVID now. I remember quarantine. Yeah. People associate COVID-19 with quarantine because they happen simultaneously. But when I think COVID, I think locked in my room alone for eight months. Yeah, I completely agree with that sentiment, too. And when this came out, it was just like, okay, they're making a movie about the side of COVID that I relate to because um, same same sort of deal, you know, just so much going on, so much happening. And I was in college, so everyone I knew and was around, it wasn't, oh my gosh, we're worried about getting sick right now. And everybody was following the rules pretty much. And 
you know, that wasn't a big problem. And few people who were at school with me who did get it, like they were typically okay. So we weren't connecting with the stories of, you know, like loss and this, uh, this other side of the actual disease part of COVID as much. It was more just like the, the actual like feeling the, the set, you know, the loneliness, the missed opportunities and to have something come out that kind of captured that side of it more, that was really relatable. And I think that's, it's like the two-sided coin of it. And this is a, this is the, this is the one film that I've seen that captures the other side of the coin more so than like a documentary would about, you know, the amount of lives lost or the, how this outbreak spread. And that's super important mm-hmm. in its own right, but I'm not relating yeah. to that. Like I'm relating to this other side and this other feeling. And I think similarly, something that I'm really glad this movie can be rewatched is because I continue to like get, you know, I derive inspiration from it and it doesn't quite bum me out the same way. I just relate to it. So if I'm feeling down about the pandemic, even now, you know, because it's like, oh man, I really could have done that thing. Like I could have studied abroad or I could have done this. And if I have those regrets about like things that were lost in my life that would have been upcoming, I might listen to, I might usually just listen to the album again. Cause I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. this was not just me. This was something a lot of people were experiencing. Here's this, here's this artistic work that I can connect to that like helps me feel that. Um, cause yeah. I, I mean, like I can't afford therapy. Like I'm not going to go, like I'm not going to go <laughs> right. do that. So this is my, sort of like cinema therapy for that aspect of my life. And I really appreciate this movie for that. Um, yeah. Definitely. Also, you know, it's interesting. We got to start the pandemic out kind of in the same place. Cause I came back to Virginia for several months with you. And I, I feel like that yeah. for me was a great distraction because I hadn't been back in a while same. and it was awesome. And then when I came back, it was like, okay, now when's this thing going to end? Like when's, when's life going to come back to normal? When's, Mm-hmm. this and this and this and it was like yeah oh no no just get used to it like this is life now so stuff like this is really helpful <laughs> yeah. to you know disseminate and have as a part of mm-hmm. our culture and like what we've gone through and it's really cool definitely yeah brother and that's why this episode is sponsored by better help <laughs> get your <laughs> kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding uh, we're not sponsored <laughs> by anyone yet <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, great. Um, no, that yeah. I I think definitely it's it's something we can relate to. That was that was a great sentiment. I definitely I, yeah. I I I don't don't take this away. I forgot you came. No. Yeah. Same. Like I forget that like, that's it, attached to it. That's a large portion where we were together for months. But it feels that, so like, short in retrospect. It now. felt so short, and it felt. And also there were, like, we were still, like, worried about COVID. So we couldn't really do all the stuff we wanted to do or yeah. it wasn't the same. Yeah. Like, because we'd have fun. And I don't think we've had fun as adults ever. You would, like, maybe once or twice. Yeah. No, fair enough. Yeah. But, but like, um, just the world. In, the, in yeah. COVID, we would have been able to, if you had came that summer, it would right. have been amazing. Hmm. Any other time, it would have been amazing. But since that reason, we couldn't do much. We were stuck inside. We are whatever, and we're having fun, but we're not living. Yeah. Right, yeah. It's just, it's just like there's an asterisk. 
What what time okay. is that? I'm I'm hearing that it's getting close to. Uh, is it? Our, it was, our sponsors it, at BetterHealth are telling us it's getting better close. help. It's better, better help. Oh, Don't get see, the sponsors name wrong. Clearly, we're not sponsored then. by them. <laughs> They're flying. Wait, what time? This. It's what's that? Is it quick? Quick takes. Quick takes. Quick takes. It's quick takes with Connor and Vince. Yeah. Boop boop boop. Hey everybody, welcome to Quick Takes. This is the show where we give you quick takes and take quick things. But, I got one for you, Connor. I don't know. We're going to do... All right, I'm hoping you're doing a more light mood one, because this am. was a pretty dark episode. Yeah, no, totally. Hit me with a take. Okay, Hit here's, me my, with a take. here's my quick take. It's kind of two-pronged. So my parents recommended this movie for me recently, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you know what Tubi is, but it's like a free streaming platform, right? Yes, I do. Okay? I don't and have it, has it, ads and everything, right? You don't really need an account to watch it. So they oh, really? Yeah, you can just, you know, you have Tubi and you just throw it on and the ads come on. But um, there's this movie called All the Little Animals with Christian Bale from 1998. Christian Bale and John Hurt. And I kid what? you not, if you, if at least when I typed in Christian Bale filmography and scrolled to the bottom on Google, this is the last film that comes up from Christian Bale, like on that list. You have to go down to the bottom. It is the last most film. I watched it and loved this movie. It's my favorite Christian Bale movie besides like The Dark Knight and maybe Batman Begins. Like I really, really like this movie. And it's just hidden. And now it's making me wonder how many other really great, respected, high up actors are there who just have like an absolute hidden gem banger of a movie just kind of hidden in their filmography that people go, oh, it's the last one on the list. It can't be good. Right, like I would have, I would never yeah. watch this movie if my parents weren't like, "Hey, let's let's watch this movie. Like, it's actually good." And it was, and funny. it was great. And it's another funny thing about it is, his character's sort of like the ultimate victim, like the ultimate person that you are just like worried for, and has all these things that are after them. And this came out in 1998. So between this and American Psycho, where he plays the exact opposite of that. <laughs> there are only two movies. There were two years and two movies in between that. He's literally playing the exact opposite person in both of these films. Like, insanely. And the two films that came out in between these two movies are, he was in A Midsummer Night's Dream. And then the yeah, other one, right. he was in a TV movie where he played Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he's what? like, got a TV, made-for-TV movie where he is called Mary, like, Mother of Christ or something like that. And he has, like, mascara on, and he's got the full Jesus hair, and he is playing, like, made-for-TV Jesus. In between this movie that I love, All the Little Animals is what it's called, and then there was Jesus, and then there was American Psycho. It's like, what what an oddball. What is this? Anyway. Mary, Mary, Mother of Jesus. Who plays Mary? I I forgot. Uh, Pernilla August. Cool. Never good, heard of her. Good for her. Cool. Good for good for her. Wow. He actually doesn't look bad as Jesus. I he's too white, but yeah, he's wearing <laughs> mascara. Oh my god. He's wearing mascara. Yeah. Oh, it's a. Uh, hmm. Anyway, I feel like I was gonna say something else associated with this, but I I can't remember at this point now. So yeah, that's that's my take. Wow. Look at that. Okay. My take. Might be another controversial one. I know you won't think it is, but maybe some mm. listeners might not oh. agree. Here we go. I gotta, I gotta build this up. If you don't like sushi, grow up. <laughs> <laughs> that is my quick take. 
Sushi is the best food, period. I don't get... Wh- I literally do not get why you don't like it. And there's a reason if you can't eat raw food or you young kids. Different. Different. It's like you don't like it. If you don't like it. Okay. If you do not enjoy it. If you can't eat it, I'm sorry. I'm truly sorry. If you don't like it, grow up. Eat the fish. Eat it. Sorry. Eat the fish. If you're a vegan, also different. But if you don't like it, come on. Come on. It's literally, it is the most simple food. It's so simple. And it's perfect. It, I... Hey, is sushi or sushi or pokey? Which one's better? Because it's the same. It's poke. Well, okay, yeah, it but colloquially but everybody says pokey. I know it's poke. I would say sushi. I love poke. Poke. You can say whatever. Man. I love it. On you for it. Okay. I really <laughs> love it. You said poke. <laughs> Here. <laughs> what an uncultured <laughs> swine. Um, no. I really love it, but I just think the bite side, it's so satisfying. It's just a bite, and then mm. you can go, oh, I like that bite. Let me do a different flavor. Boo. Bang. <laughs> Soy sauce? No? Okay. Wasabi? Maybe? It's perfect. Yeah. Give me the all-you-can-eat sushi. I'll be there for days. Oh, uh, man. I don't know. Not really. I'll probably... I, how many rolls of sushi do you think you could eat? Hungry. When you're hungry. Not like, like right 15. now. Unless you I'm are pretty hungry, hungry right now. You're lying, Dude, bro. what? You could eat 15 rolls Heck of yeah. sushi? No way. You're talking about those like Trader Joe's platters where you can just eat them all? I've, I've eaten, like, eaten like half of that before. Those are massive. Ooh. Wait. Like rolls. Oh, you mean the big old rolls. Roll. Never mind. A oh, roll. No, no. <laughs> so like no, a roll no, is no. like six I'm talking like 15 individual little like sushi things. I feel like that's pretty easy. <laughs> I'm t- oh, that's, yeah, that's easy. I can do that. I think I did more than that the other day. Um, <laughs> no, rolls. Like if you're out at an oh, all-you-can-eat sushi place, you get rolls Half by the roll. You get Half six. You could eat six whole Maybe. rolls? I don't know. How many how many pieces how many Jeez. slices are on a roll here? It's normally six. Six per roll. So six times six is six thirty-six. Per roll. That's a lot. Um, yeah, let me say I'll say five. I'll be confident and I'll say five. I'll double it. So I could eat thirty. I could do four. F- I I think I could do four or five. Yeah. Um, if I'm hungry and I think rushing if I'm going quickly because if I sit then and let full. it rest, then I'm full. Yeah, so I just got to give, give me the sushi. Let's go. Dude, I want some chivo Great. right now. They, oh. they closed this restaurant by where we grew up. They that did. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. It's closed, right? It doesn't it exist was, anymore? It, it's a hibachi yes. grill. It was a cl- what is it? So a hibachi grill, that's what it's called. It was every very birthday. good. It was the classic every birthday. We would go to Chiba, and it was so fun. Like the hibachi workers and the volcano, and they made a train or whatever. It was very fun. It's a good place. They knew us at that point because we'd go and so we'd much. We'd take like all the candy because we're just a bunch of bratty, like candy. six like bratty little kids walking around. Yep. And no, nah, I'm just bratty. Two of two of us, two of us were bratty, and you know who they are. <laughs> and I'm not going to call them out on this podcast. <laughs> two of them were bratty, and they know who they are, but I'm not going to say names because I'm scared of them. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love my sister and my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, <laughs> all right. Oh. What a great episode! This was a really good it's episode. Nice to talk about it. No, no pranks. Yeah. No nothing. 
No pranks oh, this time. Oh, can I just say, Great. first of all, the amount of people who no. have listened to the Would You Rather prank is like yeah. insanely disproportionate to the rest of our podcast. It's insane. The amount, like, really? We've had like over 200 listeners so far, which for us, that's a lot <laughs> on just that episode. I don't know if you knew that yet. Like, that's they weird. just it just blew up on really? Samsung Samsung podcast of all places. So if you're if you're a listener and you're still here listening to us after you know finding us on Samsung podcasts or wherever you may be listening after to after I prank the absolute yeah, no crap kidding. out of Vince. Anyway, feel free to engage with us. Email us at once removed podcast yep. at gmail.com. Find us on our website, once removed podcast.podbean.com, our Instagram, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, should be making a video soon. Find my personal my phone space, number. Text me. Go billboard. For it. You can climb the billboard that we put off the yep. five freeway. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. We actually have one off the five, six, seven, eight, nine, all, all the, the tens, way to hundred. Yeah. All of them. We all actually the own. A, yep. We have. A we aircraft own carrier, the highways, and it's called the yep. O the USS O R, the USS once removed. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Thanks. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.